Hello. My name is Dr. Mercurio Arborea, and I am the founder of the Arborea Institute. Through our unique blend of benign pharmacology, sensory therapy, and energy sculpting, we can guide you to a new, better, happier you. You're about to embark on a great journey. Let the new age of enlightenment begin. What is at stake is more than one small country. It is a big idea. A new world order. It's no longer a theory. What I'm about to say is fact. The secret organizations of the world power elite are no longer secret. They have planned and are now leading us into a one-world communist government. Welcome useless eaters to the Odd Man Out podcast, where we talk about hidden history, deep political policy, occult deconstruction, economics, religion, and philosophy. I'm your rabbit hole aficionado, the Odd Man. Welcome. The affirmative task we have now is, uh, is to actually... Um, uh, create uh, uh, a new world order. Public policy could itself become the captain of a scientific, technological elite. And when that first cocaine was smuggled in on a ship, it may as well have been a deadly bacteria so much as it hurt the body, the soul of our country. But take my word for it, this scourge will stop. What's up, oddities? Yeah, I just wanted to talk to you once again, maybe off the cuff, a little bit about the state of affairs of the world, of politics, social issues, and all that crap. You know, it's crazy the times we live in, and just when you think it can't get any more insane, it does, and we're proven wrong. And you think it's almost coming full circle with the things you see, you know, things like the Democrats supporting Liz Cheney and thinking, hey, you know, George W. Bush is not that bad of a guy after all. You know, it's kind of funny because I talk about the Trump years as far as it conditioned the Democrats and the Republicans both. And it really did work in the favor of the more globalist elite, the types who want to create a world government, because Democrats hated Trump so bad they became consumed with it. And, of course, that's what we call Trump derangement syndrome. But at the same time, the Republicans and the conservatives became obsessed with him, and he could do no wrong, and they wouldn't listen to any reason. So there you have two very moldable masses, two very moldable groups who make up the majority of the country, at least the people who are interested in politics. And you know, as I've said before, it doesn't matter how educated you are. That seems to have very little bearing on politics and how you perceive politics and how you communicate politics. Because as you can see on social media, it doesn't really matter the level of education the people have that you know. If they belong to the tribe most of the time, 90, probably 5% of the time, then they stick to the tribe and they defend the tribe and they will ignore all of the corruption of their own tribe. 
you know, it's just the way it is. So you kind of realize that all these years, like I've been watching and paying attention to politics, you know, over 20 years now, that none of it really matters. None of it really matters when it comes down to it, because it's always about defending the tribe and going along with the tribe, blindly following them. And the people don't even realize because they've stayed so close to their tribes, to their parties, that the parties have changed over 20 years that I've been paying attention. Changed quite a bit. But when you stay that close to it and all you do is watch or listen or read your left-wing or right-wing news platforms, then all you know is what they've told you. And so things will change over time and you won't even realize it because you're too close to it. So we realize now that, you know, these principles are not principles at all. You know, the, the whole, I mean, George W. Bush was the most hated man in the world, Bush and Cheney. And they said Cheney was the brains behind the George W. Bush administration. And here you have the left defending Liz Cheney. And it's just, it's, it's insane. It's insane. And I don't know yet who they're going to put out for the Republicans to believe in. But as I've said before, they have to have a hero. Both sides have to have a hero and they have to have villains. And that's the only way this works. So it looks kind of like they're going to put Trump out again in 2024, maybe even 2022 to help with the primaries. And uh, I think they'll dangle that carrot of hope under the noses of the MAGA people and the right-leaning people for as long as they can. I mean, it was the most powerful movement in history. And how would they not want to continue to use this to, A, divide the people even further, and B, to lead people along and continue to mold them in their thinking? Because if they can keep one large group of people backing and supporting and going along with whatever Trump says, and then, of course, the rest will hate anything he says, just like we've seen in the last four and a half, five years, then why wouldn't they continue to use those techniques and just continue to follow that line? I mean, it only makes sense because it works. I mean, they use the same tricks that have been used on the public for hundreds, maybe thousands of years. They know exactly how to mold us, how to move us along, how to pit us against one another. It's all about strategy. It's all about psychology and reverse psychology. And the people, like I said, who stay so close to it and only take the news in from their, you know, their pet platforms, which just tell them mostly what they want to hear, then they'll never understand what's really going on. And they don't even see the psychology at play, the social conditioning at play. You know, it's, it's just amazing. And that's, you know, a good thing as far as social media is concerned, because it allows people like us, who can still critically think, to see how moldable and how brainwashed the people are. Smart people, educated people, people with, you know, a modicum of wisdom are still 
mesmerized by politics and by the the simple simple techniques that are used against us to keep us loyal and to direct us the way that the people who rule want us to go. It's so simple. It's it's in fact so simple. I think that's another reason why more people can't see it happening. But we're born into it. Remember, we are born into this world of propaganda from the time we are little, from the time we start watching TV or whatever, movies, news, start going to school, then we are mesmerized, we are conditioned, we are steeped in the propaganda. And I'll say again, it's not that every single thing we've ever been told is a lie, but we've been told a lot of half-truths, one-sided stories, partial stories, and we have been lied to, to a degree, for sure, 100%. I mean, there's no question about it, but uh, we have to kind of take a deep breath from time to time and really start to look at things a little bit deeper and do our own research and kind of understand what we have been lied to about, what we haven't been told, and uh, go from there. You know, I said the other day that uh, in the last go-round with Trump, they were able to sell conservatives and constitutionalists, or people who think they're conservative and constitutional-minded, a non-conservative and unconstitutional leader. And they didn't even notice it because the rhetoric and the propaganda that was going 90 miles an hour, because if the enemies of the conservatives and the MAGA people who were on the left in the media and in the DNC and the talking heads and pundits were against this guy, then naturally, naturally they had to be for him. And that's how the strategy works. That's how the propaganda works on both sides. And now it's unbelievable that they have Biden as president, although it's fitting really in our day and time. But this guy, you know, I think it was in 1988 that his presidential run was destroyed because they found out he was a serial plagiarist, stealing stealing the quotes and the speeches from other people. And he lied about his college education and his grades on national TV. And he was just dismissed by all the pundits at that time as just a kook. But it goes to show if you stay in the game and you continue to network and you kiss enough ass that you will rise to the top. So anyone can be president. It really is true. But you have to be a dirty player in a dirty game to get that far. And of course, you know, I will remind you of the Biden crime bill that he likes to brag about. And of course, he likes to brag that he wrote the Patriot Act before it was called that. So it doesn't matter if he really was the almost the antithesis of what Democrats supposedly stand for. It doesn't matter about the Me Too movement or all his creepy behavior with women and children. That doesn't matter at all. None of it matters because it's not about principles. It's about the tribes. It's about defending the tribe, blindly defending the tribe, and maybe even more importantly, 
it's anybody but the other guy. And it's the two-party system, it's the lesser of two evils. It's these simple, simple things that continue to keep us believing in this system. And they have to keep us believing in it because if we didn't, naturally we would get curious, or at least enough people would get curious and start actually seeing how the game is played and realize a lot of the things that I tell you. But, you know, the masses are so dumbed down that they're never going to look. They're never going to research. That's another thing I have to laugh about when these new agers talk about how we're on the precipice of waking up and we're going to have this utopia because everyone's going to be awakened and their consciousness is going to be awakened and expanded and all this. And I'm like, dude, look around you. You see a few more people who are starting to understand the farce of politics and the game of politics, but the, the masses are just as blind as they've ever been, maybe even more so after the Trump era because of the rampant propaganda. You know, it doesn't matter because people are not going to wake up because they want to be asleep because waking up means oh my gosh, I could have been wrong about a lot of these things in the past. I could have been defending my own enemies and not even realizing it. And this is just a farce, and, and it's all theater, or mostly theater. And so I don't know what I'm going to do. Now, people don't want to face that reality. That scares them to death. And everyone wants to belong to a group. And, well, we're only given these two groups that we can side with, supposedly, as far as Democrats and Republicans. So people are going to continue to blindly follow and defend the herd, defend their team. It's There really is a sporting kind of element to it. So I think we need to think about those things for sure. You know, I say a lot of times it's almost like the Republicans just show up to kind of have the perception that there is someone pushing back on this globalist agenda. Um, you know, it's like under this whole Great Reset, now that we're getting closer and closer to a more socialist-like system, you know, obviously they're pushing the universal basic income by giving people these stimulus checks and what they want. And I've been saying this for 20 plus years. They want people to be solely dependent on the government. You know, when you're solely dependent on a person, you are dependent on someone else. That other person is essentially your master. You are essentially a slave. So they want you to be desperate and dependent on their system and then, of course, they, at the top, are in bed with all these multinational corporations and bankers. So you see where things are headed, but people can't, they can't bear to face what's really happening to them and what they're allowing to happen to them. You know, we know in many cases, you know, we know with time that has passed that the welfare state basically destroyed the family not just the black family, but it's went a long ways to destroying the family in general. And I think that it was 
partially designed to do that because it seems like, especially if you look into these deeper occult beliefs, that family is something that needs to be destroyed because the state is what's more important and this oneness. And if you read the Alice Bailey books, she really kind of hints at that aspect, even though she doesn't come out and say it, but it's really a new idea, a new family. So we see these things happening. They've been happening. And we're seeing now a lot of the effects that the system has had upon us. Of course, you can never tell someone on the left that because they think that it's all about helping people and they don't understand the consequences of that. They can't seem to come to terms with the fact that when the people are weak, the bureaucracy is strong, the, the politicians are strong, and their buddies, their cronies, their corporate cronies are strong as well. And so you see under this Great Reset, which is really being pushed as much by these monopolies as it is the government, the fall of small businesses, the fall of entrepreneurs. There's no way that they can compete a lot of times. You're seeing restaurants dying by the thousands. You know, it's you see what's happening as we're moving closer to this more public-private partnership type deal. Uh, you see that uh, the Biden administration is working with private companies to monitor citizens on social media. We're moving closer and closer to the Chinese social credit score type of system. This whole vaccine thing is so much bigger than just COVID-19. It's so silly to... Uh, it's... It's ridiculous for people to try to act like it's not bigger than it is. This is about control. This is about tracking people. This is about putting people in databases. It's about so much more. You will take this vaccine or you won't be able to do anything. You know, a lot of people say it's not the mark of the beast or whatever, but it's very mark of the beast like. And they want you know, they, 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 it's just amazing. 200 plus million people have been vaccinated in the U.S. Those companies cannot be held liable for any damages. Of course, people will be like, well, what damages? Because they think, especially on the left now, they think that, and, and traditionally, of course, the left has supposedly been a against these big corporations, against the pharmaceutical industry and this corporate greed, yet they get all their information from these sources that are owned by these same corporations. I mean, how could you expect the news media to give you the facts when their biggest advertisers are big pharma? It's just ridiculous what we allow ourselves to believe just because it's all, you know, we think it's like, it's this traditional idea of, you know, the Democrats, therefore the blue collar guy against big corporations and the Republicans are just for these greedy corporations and the rich. That's like, you know, Hitler saying, if you repeat a lie often enough, it becomes the truth. That's exactly where we're at with that. Because if you actually look at the statistics, 
obviously at the top, rich Democrats and Republicans, and you see all these longtime politicians becoming rich or their spouses or kids becoming rich because they were allowed to network and manipulate the system. But also you see so many wealthy people, rich people, rich industries that are moving towards the left or are straight up on the left, pushing these globalist, leftist, Marxist even ideas. And it's all about control. I mean, forget separation of church and state. We need separation of corporation and state because it's at every level. And of course, you know, I'll go back to the corporate funded NGOs who are controlling much of the policies that we have along with the lobbyists, which it's all connected anyway. And, you know, we know from the last four years to really 20 years, 30 years, the masses will take whatever they get. You know, as far as the politicians, they'll take the leader that they're given. Even if they don't like him, they'll get 100% behind him when he's chosen to be their party leader and forget all of his shortcomings. And it's just blind trust. You know, we're going back to the days of the Pharaoh where people just blindly follow them. You know, it's, it's pretty interesting, but nothing much has changed. There's nothing new under the sun. You know, the old saying should be, the road to hell is paved with alleged good intentions. Because you have to wonder if some of these people aren't doing things because they know that they're not good people. But yet, to do these social things, which are really not going to help in the long run, it makes them feel better about themselves. And it certainly increases the respect in their public image. And they want that, of course. They want to have that good public image. Because politicians, it's, it's all about the perception. It's all about the perception. Like, Trump wasn't a constitutionalist or a conservative but he was perceived that way because he told the people kind of what they wanted to hear and he talked the way people wanted him to talk to the DNC and to the press. And I said that the Biden administration would be the most emotionally based administration as far as rhetoric goes that we've ever seen. And it's all, I mean, I was 100% right. You know, pat me on the back. But it's all about emotions and feelings and the perception that this administration really cares and wants equality and wants everyone to have a chance and everyone a, a, a level playing field. But we know that this is the same guy, of course, like I mentioned before, that come up with the Biden crime bill that wrote the Patriot Act, that has done these shady things in the past and said these shady things in the past. and it, But it doesn't matter. The past doesn't matter. Your legacy will be whatever the corporate media portrays it as. And the base will accept it because they don't have principles. It's just about what they want to hear. And it's as simple as that. Tell us what we want to hear, and we will obey. 
you know, I've often said that um, I was never able to join the Republican Party or the Libertarian Party because I've seen once people, you, you can have people who are very intelligent and they seem to be able to really point out the corruption on both sides, but yet they join a group and it's inevitable suddenly defending the group becomes more important than telling the truth and they don't want to make the group look bad so they will not talk about any of the bad policies or corruption on their own side and that's just that goes across the board and don't get me wrong like when we're talking about Trump I totally get why people kind of fell for that because People wanted to believe in something, and he had a different approach. You know, of course, he had a different approach. It wasn't like anything we've seen before. And he was saying things that no one has ever heard a leader say. And so people really latched onto it, but it was about the rhetoric instead of the principles. And But I understand why they really did that. He pulled in a lot of people who would have never been in into politics otherwise. And one reason he was able to do that is sheer name recognition because that's one of the biggest hurdles any politician has to get over. And he had been in the public eye forever. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to understand why anyone, especially younger people and Bernie people, would be able to swallow their pride and pretend like Biden is some kind of great guy. I mean, he's an old, old white man who said and did so many things that they're supposedly against. But, you know, like I said, it's not about principles. It's about feeling. Politics is hooked on a feeling. It's nothing if not that. You know, and here we got uh, Biden, of course, promising the moon and all these different programs and policies 28 trillion plus in debt and i don't even think that when we hit the 28 mark it was even a big deal in the press enslaving economically enslaving generations future generations but it doesn't matter because what he's saying makes people feel good it makes the base feel good and we're about feeling good at the present moment we're, we're not about looking towards the future and the consequences of things I mean, what is politics, really, if it's not figuring out ways to manipulate people, large amounts of people, trick them into actually supporting things that they normally would be against? I mean, if you look back at the policies and many of the things that these presidents and representatives have passed or supported, oftentimes it's things that the base didn't want, or it was against their so-called party principles. So through the emotionalism, the tribalism, and the propaganda, they are usually able to trick the people into really going along with many of the things that on paper they should have been really against. But for every insincere leader, you know, there are literally thousands of insincere citizens just chomping at the bit to be led by him. I mean, we want to be led by something. We want to be a part of something. And nobody wants to do the leading, I mean, for the most part. 
That is not what we want at all. We want to be given some marching orders by our talking heads who kind of reassure us by saying things we already believe and saying bad things about our perceived enemies. And then we want to believe that these leaders are going to lead us to victory somehow. So while they continue the political theater of Biden and Kamala and whoever else fighting with Republicans, then behind the scenes, the public-private partnerships are solidifying more and more. The NGOs and the lobbyists are changing policies and writing policies more and more, and the public are none the wiser to it. You know, I said the other day, you know, historically, and again, this is kind of the party line, the party slogans, what's believed to be true, but, you know, historically, the Democrats have pushed for bigger government. And that is true, of course. Both sides, though, do that. I mean, there's no question. You can just look back and see the history. But the Democrats are more of the ones who are proud of government. They make fun of anybody who wants the government to be smaller because they look at government as the fix. No matter the bureaucracy, the red tape, the inefficiency, it doesn't matter. You, It really is their God, their religion. But their fix everything is always making the bureaucracy, the state, bigger. And I've been telling people that the bigger the bureaucracy, the bigger the state, the bigger the government, the more in bed they are with these large corporations and bankers. It's just the way it works. And our leaders have their pet corporatists that they use when they get more money, like the Green New Deal, will be a huge, huge protectionist racket for cronies, like Solyndra was. And people don't realize that, especially the people on the left, because they're so wrapped up in the emotions of it all. And because it looks like the Republicans are against these kind of things, like green energy or whatever, then they have to be for it. But they're just as deeply in bed with the corporatists as the Republicans. They just have a much better, much better PR campaign and PR personnel because they are closer to the Hollywood crowd, closer to the news agencies, which are closer to the intelligence agency. They have a long history of lying and being able to fool people. I mean, the popular notion now and for the last few years amongst the intellectual or so-called intellectual class is that individual freedom is foolish and selfish. And, and that's been pushed for a very long time. It's always, almost always about the group. And of course, that leads back to occultism and that notion as well. But it's always about the group and the greater good. So the individual is left out. And uh, the individual, which is the minority, is really the one who gets abused, gets kicked around, gets mistreated. Yet, in our popular culture, they think that the media and the more left-leaning people who are more group-minded are for the individual. It's ass-backwards, but again, you know, politics doesn't have to make sense. It's all about perception, and people are going to believe whatever they want to believe. You know, it's not hard to see 
how the Holocaust happened. It's not hard to see how people are fooled into going along with whatever their government wants to beat their enemies because people will allow themselves to think of their enemies as, as dogs, as animals, as, as horrible, horrible people who are not even worth having rights or having a fair shake at things. And they don't seem to realize that they don't want equality. They want special treatment and they want to punish their enemies unjustly. But whatever they allow, of course, the bureaucracy, the government, their leaders to do to their enemies, they will be able to do to them because it's all the same government and it's all the same rights. But, you know, when we live in the moment, in this scrolling world where we can't remember anything, uh, that's what you get. That's exactly what you get. And, of course, people in charge know this. They know that we can't remember anything anymore. Our attention span is so short, it's unbelievable. So they can continue to fool us and use the same tricks and techniques. I mean, that's the way they've been able to use the whole Great Reset, Build Back Better under this COVID thing to, you know, put in these authoritarian type of regulations and mandates and get all kinds of things changed. They know that all they have to do is say the word science and one side will totally go for it. They, they're not going to look into anything. It doesn't matter that that particular side has traditionally been supposedly against the pharmaceutical industry and suspicious of them, rightly so. But now they trust these vax makers wholeheartedly. They can't wait to go and put that substance in their arms, substances in their arms, in their body. And it's more than anything just because the perception is that their enemies are against it. So that's the way people can be completely fooled into doing things that are really might be potentially really bad or harmful to them. As long as they think the enemy is against it, they're for it. And it's just this simple way that we're controlled so easily that's very dangerous, very disturbing. And you don't see it unless you're able to kind of step out of the two-party system. Of course, if you're against something the Republicans are pushing, they'll say you're a, a liberal. And the liberals will say you're a conservative. You push against something that they don't like. So that really destroys any critical thinking. It destroys any um, individuality. You're no longer an individual in their eyes if you're not one of them. You understand what I'm saying? If you don't belong to one of those two groups, you are no longer an individual. And people will say you're insane because they don't even understand what it's like to see someone who can critically think outside the two-party system. It's insane. But that's... That's the world we live in because our world, for the most part, especially when it concerns politics, has been built for us by pop culture and by the media and by government education, which is not all bad. But trust me, having three kids now who've been through the education system and one who's still young going through it, I see all these things that they've left out of history class and social studies. And um, 
it's just pathetic. It really is pathetic. I mean, they give them just enough information to know a little bit about the past, but nothing deep enough to where they could not repeat the same mistakes of the past. And shouldn't that be one of the main goals in education as to teach future generations not to keep repeating the same mistakes? I mean, why would you want to be an educator if you weren't teaching that? But these educators have been brought up in this same world with these same pop culture teachings and beliefs. And we're just really educated and informed to such a shallow degree that we barely know anything, yet it makes the individual feel like they're informed. And that's really what you know, news is about, corporate news and education and, and talk radio. It's about making you feel, for the most part, like you're informed without giving you any real information. And we know that the masturbators, they're going to be wearing these masks for months or maybe even years after this whole thing is even said and done because there's something strange. I can't quite put my finger on it. I think it's the probably the lack of having God in their lives, having spiritual foundations in their lives, that they really see these authoritarian figures in government and even the private sector, especially science, as these godlike figures, even though they would never admit that. And to obey and mask up and do everything they tell them to do is like them going to church and following the Ten Commandments. They feel like they are doing their God's work, which is the state and their cronies, but they don't even know that. They don't even realize it. They've become, like seriously, when I first got into politics 20 plus years ago, it was huge, man. The atheist influence in politics on the left was humongous, and it was almost always, and even to this day, a lot of conversations with the average person on the left and don't get me wrong, I have tons of problems with the right, and you guys know that because I spent four and a half years condemning a lot of the things that Trump had done and combating Q and some of these crazy MAGA people who were blindly following. But but honestly, so many people on the left would always bring things back to God and atheism and how anybody who believed in God, and they meant it towards the Christians mostly, were stupid and inbred and you know all this stuff willing to believe anything that they were told and they would say how they were the reason for all the wars and they were, uh, that, you know, they would blindly follow and that you couldn't even question the religion. So you knew that it was evil and stuff like that. So everything that they said against the faiths that they hated and the God that they didn't believe in, they've become every single thing. And really they already were, but people just didn't realize it as much because we hadn't been given enough time to monitor each other and really see how each other thinks on social media. You know, you would have 
surface level conversations with people about politics back then. But really, as we've had this information and this evidence on social media, we've been able to see that it's not the religions, it's the people. It's the people who become fanatics about whatever they believe. And then it always leads the same way as you're not allowed to question whatever they believe. And they always go too far in their beliefs in the quest for fighting against the enemy. So it really is part of humanity to become these fanatics and to become reasonless, <laughs> unreasonable. I guess reasonless is not a word, but, but to become totally unreasonable about things. That is just where things always end because, you know, again, people have been conditioned to only take one of two sides as far as politics goes. And politics is some, you know, it's kind of in everything nowadays. It's not just solely in Democrat versus Republican governmental things. It's in everything. We've been conditioned to identify, like whatever information we receive, we have to filter it through the Democrat or Republican party lenses. And that is total BS because those lenses are, they are smeared with Vaseline and people can't see exactly what's really going on. But, you know, it just takes breaking out of that left-right uh, paradigm, as cliche as it sounds now, and few can. Few are really able to do it. And, and I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm not always able to remain totally unbiased or anything like that. I'm not unbiased. I have my biases, and uh, I always will, but I think that um, you have to at least be willing to condemn the corruption of the people you most identify with. And if you can't do that, then you're not telling the truth, and essentially you just become a mouthpiece for one group or the other. And uh, that's why you rarely ever see anybody condemning anyone from their own party. And they've been able to propagandize us so much that they made us, the two groups anyway, hate each other to the point where each group would give up their own rights if it meant punishing the opposition. But they didn't really realize that. Again, going back to we all share the same rights, and what one party can do, the next party can do when they're in control. But yet, you know, we can't see the big picture because it's all about emotions. We're too emotional when it comes to these things. And in politics, it's basically, I hate that guy, or I hate that group, so I'll support mine no matter what. And that's what it all boils down to. Those three words, no matter what. Um, there's nothing we can do about it. It's not going to change. The minority, people like us, who are looking, kind of standing on the outside, looking in, we're just subject to this crap, and we can see things falling apart. We can see which direction the world is going, which where politics are going. We're kind of like uh, lone wolves hollering in the woods. 
uh, and nobody can hear us and it doesn't really matter or nobody will even listen. Um, you know, it's, it's come to the point where I feel like they have divided us so much. You know, you've got the Republicans and then the Democrats and they've divided them to the point where there's no reconciliation. But then for years now, they've tried to divide us, even these subcategories and new categories are being developed and created all the time. These artificial categories, you know, these, you know, dozens of different sexes and in and, and classes and different things like that. So they'll divide us by race, class, sex. It doesn't matter. Now it's vaccinated or unvaccinated and they'll continue to come up with these different categories to divide us because it's about severing the unity of the public. And once that unity is severed to a degree that the people in charge or who want to be solely in charge are satisfied with, that's when they're going to hit us with the really, really bad things, the really bad policies. And by that time, we'll be so fractured that we won't have a, a prayer of fighting back. And I think we're getting pretty close to that point. And I think that that's really a lot of what the Great Reset and uh, the Build Back Better era is about, is finishing out that program of dividing people. Uh, they've got to weaken us that way. And, and it's not just the United States, it's the world. But you do see people from Canada and the UK and Germany and in Paris and Italy and different places fighting against these lockdowns and these different things. But I think that the pop culture mentality and the pop culture news bubble, you know, with the, such few corporations owning the news, all the media, that so many people are still kind of consumed by that bubble, even if they think they're not. They still are, and uh, I think it's just one of those things that may be somewhat inevitable here, unless you take yourself off the grid, but then how are you going to find out anything? So I think that um, that's just kind of where we are right now, and I hate to, again, be a downer, but I don't know what else to say. I mean, the world seems to get more and more ridiculous, and... Uh, I don't know. I don't know what we could do about it at this point, except try to take care of our own and uh, try to take care of our own lives as best we can. And so, you know, I guess with that, I'll go ahead and sign off. I hope that I haven't uh, depressed you too much. But anyway, I really appreciate you listening and I wish you cheers and blessings. I want to invite you to my Patreon, become a member of the Society of the Cryptic Savants. That is patreon.com forward slash the odd man out. I put my shows up early there. I'm trying to do more shows. Uh, I'll try to put them up a week ahead of time. Sometimes it's just a few days, but, um, and I'll put the videos up there when I have videos of the interviews and whatnot. So I really appreciate the support of all my patrons. I hope that you guys will continue to check out the Boiler Room on Thursdays on alternatecurrentradio.com. And I appreciate everyone out there who has communicated with me lately. 
please, please share the show if you can. That helps out a lot. Also, leave me a good review if you get a chance. I appreciate it because we're fighting against these corporations and these corporate sponsored, you know, these corporate sponsored podcasts and it's tough out there. So anyway, love you guys. Talk to you soon. And remember, their order is not our order. See you guys.